I'm going to speak about the living word of God. The living word of God. There are so many things happening in our generation. People want other things but the word. Probably if I came and I did some gymnastics here and Elder Francis did and, and prayerfully Elder Ruth did also some. Then you'll ask some people and say, how did it go? Powerful. Was the pastor did some things that you've never seen before? How, did, how will they help you? But it's the word, eternal word of God. I will teach the word for the rest of my life. I will live by the word for the rest of my life. As for me and my wife, my, my, as for me and my house, we will live by the word and believe the word and speak the word and experience the blessings of the word. Amen. Hebrews 4.12, the living word of God. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and powerful. The word of God is living and powerful. And I like saying this. There is no death in God. The word is of God is living and powerful. There is no death in God. Nothing. Nothing at all. If you are dealing with God, you are dealing with life. No death in God. Even those who quote and God die in the Lord, they sleep, the Bible says. They just sleep. I'm telling you, when you, you come as a believer in Christ, you come out of this body, you think you'll want to come back? I tell you not. Even if you're in your honeymoon, you'll say, I'm going. Even if you, you got your a huge breakthrough of billions of, of I don't know what, you'll say that I'm going home. There's no place like heaven. There's no death in God. Everything about God is life. So the, his word is what? Living. It's active. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. That means that it's a weapon. It's a weapon. Sharper than any two-edged sword. It's your weapon of warfare. Like what he says in 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God. The pulling down of strongholds is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the division of soul and spirit. And then he says this, and, and that I, I said some, some weeks ago, I was teaching about that, piercing to the division of soul and spirit. In other words, it even separates the soulish thoughts and spiritual thoughts. When you have the word of God, you're able to perceive the will of God. Because, listen this, God is spirit. John 4, 24, if you want to know God, if you want to discern God, if you know, you want to know his ways, God is spirit and his words are spirit and their life. Jesus said that in John 6, 63, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. There's no death in God. Church, there isn't. You know what that ought to, ought to happen in your life right now? Is you fear no death. You fear no man, you fear no death, you fear nothing. You fear no inflation. You fear no lack. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Says the living word of God. So you fear nothing. Because of what? Because of the word. I entered, entered into 
weeks ago, Brother Francis ministered. Uh, Tina and I had gone for the wedding of my brother. His, his wife, uh, you know, went to be the Lord last year. And uh, that was in June. And then this year, he was getting married. I said, that's good. You don't wait, brother. <laughs> but then in the morning, uh, on Saturday morning, I went uh, driving the vehicle. He said, you are going to take me to the church. And then I, I went uh, to, it drained in Mombasa that morning. So I went to, I said, he told me, take your vehicle over there to be decorated. And I said, man, I don't have, you are the groom. You don't need the vehicle decorated. <laughs> he insisted. I thought, that's his wedding. So I took the vehicle, and it was raining. So when I was in the vehicle, I'm, um, I've stopped, and these guys are decorating. They just finished with the bride's, uh, you know, vehicle. So I'm standing, I'm, I'm there, and saying, hey, where do you want me to park? And then they are not paying attention. So I came out of the vehicle and jumped and ran to where the, uh, there was a place I could shield myself from the rain. And then, uh, and then the, there's a guy who came and said this, you need to move the vehicle here. I said, no, because I've been asking you, but you're not paying attention, you're distracted. And he looked at me and said this, the last time anyone answered me that is late. He's already dead buried. And you know the way he said in Israel. And I looked at him and I told him this. I fear no man. I fear no death. I fear no devil. And there was a lady that was helping him. She started going, Amen. 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 I fear no man. I fear no death. And of course, he was such a joker. I mean, he joked all through. When I came back to the reception... He, he, he stopped me at the door. You know, at the reception, he said, Madereva wote hawali wanakanji. He joked all through. But let me tell you something. I don't fear any threat. Amen. He was joking, but <laughs> I fear no man. I fear no devil. I fear no death. I fear no cancer. I fear nothing. That should be your attitude. That's just, oh, No, I fear nothing. You know, those Mombasa guys can, can joke. I mean, you can hear jokes that you've never heard before. <laughs> and, and that's the word, the living word of God. There's no death in God. There's no death in God. Let's go to John 1. John 1. And it says in the beginning was the word. And so you need to be given the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And listen to this. And the word was God. So God and his word, I like saying this, is one. I know that doesn't sound well English, but it's one. God and his word is one. You cannot separate God from his word. Now listen to this. That ought to change yours and my attitude the way we approach the word. God and his word. 
one. Is one. So think about this then. When I'm approaching the, approach the word of God, I need to meditate on it that I am not just reading words. I am encountering God. God. I'm not just reading words. That takes meditation, church. And, 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 and many times... Because we don't reverence the word as we should, we don't receive much from the word. Because our attitude towards the word determines the, how much we are going to receive from it. Our attitude towards the word, his word, his words. Determines actually how much you are going to receive from it. And, and not from it, from him. Because it's the word of God. How much we receive from him. If we don't honor his word, all his words, we don't honor him. Therefore we cannot receive much from him. Because if there is any aspect of God and any one of you, I know as a mother. Like on this day on Mother's Day, there's something that you require from your children. When you say something, they obey. What is that? They, in their obedience, they are showing you honor. Because you said those words. No difference with God. No difference. A little Tina now, we're getting to learn some things now. Uh, she, she's, she's, she's blessed. I mean, she's... She's so blessed. Now that she has a mind of her own. You understand that? That's a blessing right there. So an example like, uh, would you take uh, that book uh, and take it over there? No, let me do this first. <laughs> that is the one that I just don't flow with. You understand? The word of Babu D comes first. And so more. Those words come first. So you see, that, how do you, uh, let, me, let me say this, how can you measure or how do you measure the honor that you have towards God? By how you respond to his word. By how you respond to his word. Ella Francis said something, and, and it reminded me of a, a conversation I had with Pastor Callum. Some weeks ago, and I wrote it down, and I said it one Sunday over here. But sometimes, again, we don't pay attention to the words spoken. I don't know if anyone heard this. But he said something so profound. He said this. Uh, the giving reveals your heart. That's true. That's true. Give me a drink. Oh. That open a can of worms. He said, give me a drink. And that's it. That woman had things. And she was speaking out of the abundance of, of her things, of, of her frustrations and of her perceptions, of a perception of life. He had asked only one question. Give me. Give me a drink. It, it really reveals the, the, the heart, the condition of someone's heart. 
So the way we respond to God's word also reveals the condition of our hearts. I can teach you about that, but I'll mention that to you is the parable of the sower. The parable of the sower. Four people, so to speak, of four conditions of the heart. And the last one had the word of God and accepted it, the Bible says. And did what? It bore much fruit. To some 30, some 60, some 100 for. But what was the attitude? The attitude of that heart towards the, the word of God was being revealed. Listen this. From the fruit that it bore. The fruit you are bearing shows exactly your attitude towards God's word. The fruit you are bearing. Now, the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. The kindness, gentleness, long-suffering. On and on and on and on. That's the fruit of the Spirit. Nine manifestations of the fruit of the Spirit actually reveals the condition of the heart. Just think about this. How's your response to the word? It's your heart condition. It's your heart condition. I've sat down with people, and I'm real, real, and I'm just decided I'm going to hear what the Lord wants me to do. And, and, and you come out of that meeting, and, and you hear people immediately, they are talking something else. Nothing like, did they, are they even listening? You know, all of a sudden, they have gone out there, they're talking about taxes and on and on and on. And think like, man, we just came from the Lord speaking to us. Your season, a new season in life, is determined by the word of God that you're going to receive. You receive the word of God by revelation. It will change the season of your life. Every profound season in my life I've had God speak to me. And made the change, the, the necessary change. It's critical, church. The world is changing. Completely changing, not changing towards God. The world is changing away from God. So many things that are happening. And unfortunately, so many things have been revealed, and the root of it is the love of money. And the deceptions. In fact, if you think about the words of Jesus, one of the signs of his coming and the end of end times, number one is deception. People being deceived. That never before. You people you love and on and on, but at some point realize they are so deceived. So deceived. All things are made, verse 3, through the word. Through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. In other words, he's standing, John, by the Spirit of God, is standing this from speaking about the word, is actually saying the word is him, is a person. So revealing to us that the word of God is Jesus himself, and all things are made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. That means, that means, church, everything in existence responds to the word. 
That's why you can speak to money. M-A-N-E-Y. <laughs> speak to money. You can speak. He, he, he showed it. He showed it. He displayed it. He spoke to trees. He spoke to the sea. Remember that? He spoke to the sea. He spoke to tree to the tree or to trees. He spoke to demonic spirits. He spoke to diseases. He spoke even to the fish to bring out money. Can you imagine KRA waiting for you and you are somewhere, not Nairobi River, there are no fish there, but you are somewhere, maybe in Gidunguri. You are going to look for tilapia. Or somewhere, somewhere, in a mud fish. And you are getting fish to go and pay your taxes. That's the word. That's the word, and it's never changed, church. What about if you start reasoning? Uh, you remember like the widow uh, that, that uh, uh, the husband had died and uh, the husband was a prophet and she came to Elisha, the prophet, and asked, oh, God, oh, oh help me. I'm in trouble, so to speak. The, the debtors are coming, the creditors, creditors, creditors are coming for my children, for my sons. What did he say? What do you have? That amazes me all the time. Listen to this. What, there's something you have to take you out of the situation you are in. That always amazes me. Lord, what, what do I have? I remember years ago, I was going for my cousin's wedding in the year 2000. I think 2000, year 2000 or 2000, 2001. 2000, I had nothing. I had nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, that I could, I, I thought I had. And then I, I really wanted to carry a gift. And I asked, and, and I said, Lord, I really want to take a gift to my cousin's wedding. What, what am I going to take? I'm telling you, he knows the seed. Do you know what he told me? I had, I'd, I'd bought do, do you remember the bed sheets that some of you went to them in Form 1, those older generation? They had uh, colors like, uh, what, blue, orange, you know stripes, you know them? I, I, I can tell your age by just the way you are responding. <laughs> now, then, but I had bought two. Bought them somewhere on River Road and, and, and brought, I don't know, really I bought or someone blessed me with them, I, I don't, can't recall that. But I had, you know, the, the pair. Then I just used one, and one was still hanged somewhere, you know, the nail with the paper. You remember those Marlboro kind of paper bags we used to use then? You see, I can tell your age by the way you are responding. These ones, these little ones, have no idea what that I'm, I'm talking about. But anyway, I, I, and, and he told me, take that sheet. Oh, really? I was overjoyed. I'm telling you because I heard the Lord speak to me. And I took it. Now, it meant a lot to me because the Lord spoke to me. I had not, I'd not, uh, I'd not used it, I had not washed it, it was still new as, as I'd bought it. I took it, and it was precious to me. You always have a seed. You are never without a seed. And your seed is your, the seed you have is your response to God's word. And if you respond to him by faith, 
He will turn around your situation. Oh, that is so good right there. That is so good right there. Always with a seed. Always with a seed. I think the one that I remember was on going for a meeting, move on convention of Apostle Harry Das in, in your stadium. Some of you have heard me say about this. But it's when I, I, I say, Lord, I have nothing. Really nothing. I'm here. That tithes and offering, that offering message was wonderful. Lord, I don't know what to give, but I'm giving myself to you. And I went down, and when people are giving, you know, like you coming over here to the front, and as people are giving, you come over here, and you say, Lord, I've given myself to you. And I went back and sat. A few weeks later, I was in a meeting, and a certain brother was ministering the word, and he said, there's someone who went to a meeting, and you had nothing to give, and you told God, I'm giving myself to you, and you gave yourself to the Lord, I want you to come over here. Those are the kind of altar call that you are only alone. And for sure, I was all alone. And he prophesied over me and blessed me. And I'm telling you, I'm ever with a seed to give. Amen? In the, the word, in him all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. You see that there's no death in God. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Do you want to overcome darkness in your life? The word. It is written. He spoke. That crushed the kingdom of darkness. Right there. Because darkness has never comprehended light. Remember this. You need to think of this. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And of course, the earth was without form and void. Verse 2. But he says this. He looked at his situation and he said, Light be. Light was. His was. Is his light. It's a carry of light. It's a carry of life. Just think about this. In Psalm 119, verse, verse, uh, what was that? verse 105, his word is what? A light to my path. A lamp to my path and a light to my, a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. His word. Hey, you need to meditate and meditate and meditate on this church. Just like when you go to a dark room, you never tell the darkness to go. All what you need is to switch on the light. The word is that light. Are you facing darkness? Are you facing a challenge in your life? Every attack of the enemy is coming from, every attack actually, is from the prince of darkness. But what what is God waiting for? Switch on the light. Give me the word. Crave for the word. Desire the word. The word precedes the manifestation of the thing you are looking for. The word precedes the manifestation of the things you are desiring. Give me the word. And what happens, church? What happens when you think that way? You will not be need-minded. You will be seed-minded. Because Jesus said this, the sower sowed the word. You'll be seed-minded, not need-minded. You think always, what word do I need for this situation? What's the word I need? 
Because first, he sends the word. As long as you can receive the seed in your spirit, you know it is coming from the Lord. You know it's a rhema word for you. That situation is actually completely removed from your, situ- from, from your life. But as long as you are trying to deal with the situation without the word, you are out temporarily. That's why people borrow to pay off debts. That's not being smart. Oh, you're quiet right now. If you have and then you want to fully... And, you know, no, no, no. The jargon, you know what? No, not so. <laughs> not so. What do you need first? The word. The word. Lord, I've been here for a long time. I need, I need you to speak to me. I really need your answer. Now you are going to the roots of issues. Right there. And he may say, yo, it's so easy. Let's deal with your attitude first. <laughs> it begins right there, church. Sometimes church do not want to be told about attitude. Hmm? Change of attitude. From having an attitude of what? You know, you know the old English? Stinking. Attitude. I thought you were singing right now, give me the word. Now what, have you, what is happening to you? <laughs> In every situation, even with the stinking attitude, I need the word of God to make, for my attitude to be full of fragrance and life of God. It's the word. All things were made through the word. Don't forget this. Your breakthrough, your breakthrough, First, what happens is is preceded by the word you receive. Crave for the word. Crave for the word. Can, can you think about this, the people that uh, we, we don't have all the details, you know, media reports everything the way he reports. But can you think about uh, those like people of Shakahola found out, you know, just starving and all that? You think about if they had the word. Huh? If you, don't, you have the word, you just look at the preacher. You know, that's some wisdom. The preacher is not fasting. As we are. Ooh! <laughs> we need to flee from here now. Man, that, that man eats. His associates, they are roaming around. They look okay. They have muscles. It's us here. Doesn't he want to meet with Jesus? <laughs> Come on now. I'm telling you. If, listen this. And really I encourage you. Analyze everything you are taught. Even by us from this pulpit. Check it out again. It's the word. Don't accept it. Accepting just something for the sake of accepting it is actually is religious brainwashed. They're just going, I mean, why would you do that? And you can, you can look at the word of God and, and find out. That's why we put those scriptures for you and we, we just don't tell you anything except from reading from the scriptures. 
that you may look at the word of God. The Bible says this, that you may not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. There is much more coming, church, to deceive many. But what do you do? You, you stay with the word of God. What is that word of God? And then the second thing, look at the character of that person. You know them by their fruit. Hang around with them a little bit. You'll know them. You know, I get surprised that uh, I've had this. I've had first-hand information. Oh, I met with this woman by the streets. And she was prophesying. And she started telling me things about me. And I closed my eyes and I lost my phone and my bag. What? I mean, why? Where will you go to that they are giving out money? Just that's deception. Yeah, I've had that first and, and I lost my phone. What? Or oh, the other one that, that I've had so many, se- several of those, that oh, someone was walking down the street and he, he called me and he told me, iPhone 14, iPhone 14, for how much? 7,000. Why? Where? You know, sir, do you know that, that, that actually thrives in what? The love of money. People are looking for things instead of looking for one thing. One thing is needful. Prioritizing the word. It will deal with cravings in our lives. Unnatural cravings. Or even natural ones. Therefore the word should come first in every situation you face. You know, I, I look at Psalm 107 uh, as a psalm of backsliders. But maybe we've been there many, many times. You understand? But l- let's look a little bit of Psalm 107. You see how God dealt with the situation. And it's never changed. Let me see if you'll find yourself in the scriptures. It starts very well, verse 1. Verse one. All give thanks to the Lord for what? He is good and what? His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So. <laughs> when he says let the redeemed, I heard a certain man of God say that. Uh, one heard of that. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And, and had heard about confessing the word of God. So went around saying so. 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 So, and I was asked, why are you saying so everywhere? Say, I'm confessing. What? The redeemed of the Lord say so. No, no, no. The redeemed of the Lord are supposed to say, I'm redeemed. Not so. So. <laughs> that is really being brain. Really, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand that. But look at this. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Look at verse 4. They wandered in the wilderness now in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord. So the Lord is not the one who caused that. Are you seeing that? The Lord is not the one who caused what? They, they were hungry, they, they being hungry and thirsty and fainting in their souls. But when they cried to the Lord, he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way. But they, they are those people who are leading them the right way. They still want the left way. 
Now the wrong way. That they might go to a city for a dwelling place. All that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. In other words, whatever the situation, the goodness of God supersedes it. Come on now. Even in the things that you haven't done right, if you call upon the, Lord, the name of the Lord, his goodness supersedes that. Where, where sin abounded, grace much more abounds. And look at this. Those who sat in darkness in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and ios, because they what? Rebelled against the words of God. I don't know how many times over the years you hear brothers, you know, and sisters, oh, oh, brother, especially in the 90s. I don't know if I don't hear so much this time. Oh, we are in the wilderness. We are in the wilderness, my brother. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What are you doing in the wilderness? The wilderness was supposed to be for 11 days, not 40 years. And usually those of them, oh, in the wilderness, hallelujah, 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 we are praying. Not so. Not so. They rebelled against the words of God. And despised the counsel of the Mosai, therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses. That's the goodness of the Lord, church. Come on now. I'm giving you hope. What situation are you in? Do you feel defeated, beaten? Hey, call upon his name. You should have been singing with, uh, with Carol here. Jesus, call upon his name. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and he broke their chains in pieces. That's, that's his response to those who call upon his name. All that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. Uh, for he has broken the gates of bronze and cast cut the bars of iron in two. Now look at this, verse 17. Fools! Fools! <laughs> oh, that's not the Bible says. I'm not making it up. Fools! Because of their transgression and because of their iniquities were afflicted. Let's go to the next one. Don't stay so much in their fools. They're not receiving it. <laughs> their souls aboard all manner of food and they drew near to the gates. Of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses. How did he do it? He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. That's the solution right there. Do you know what that, what that means, church? There are no fools anymore that receive the word of God. Why? The Bible says in, in, in Psalm 19, verse 7, the counsel of the, the Lord is, is what? Let me read that. It's, it's so good. 19, verse 7. Psalm 19, 7. The statutes, this, this version, so verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting what? The soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Simple, you become wise. Why is that so? Because of the God's word. Because of God's word, church. I don't know what you're facing, but I can give you a divine command. He's speaking to you, 
is telling you this. Don't focus on the situation. Turn your eyes from that. Start focusing on my word. And the situation that has lingered for a long time will be something of the past. The more you focus on the situation, the the deeper you are in that situation. But you start focusing on the word of God, you start being lifted up higher. Hey, the change begins right within you. There's a lifting up that comes, uh, uh, happens actually right within you. When you, the, word of, the word of God enters inside of you, it doesn't matter the situation. I'm telling you, you can dance and shout in the midst of a contradictory situation because you've already received the word of God. The word of God is light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the reason we dance. That's the reason we shout. When things are tight, because you've looked at the end of the book when there's a deliverer, and he sent his word and healed us. The word of God should come first. Let's go to Colossians 1, 15 and 17. See if I have some few minutes here. Praise God. Now, now look at this. Again, the word is Jesus. Now, he is, Jesus, the exact likeness of the unseen God. In other words, you can separate him from the word from the Father. The exact likeness of the unseen God. The visible representation of the invisible. That's wonderful. In other words, you can take the word of God and change your situation with the invisible. It's the invisible, that word of God. The invisible representation, uh, the visible representation of the invisible, he is the firstborn of all creation. For it was him, it was in him that all things were created. In heaven and on earth, things seen and things unseen. So don't you know that things in heaven, things on earth, Things that are seen and things that are unseen, they respond to God's word spoken by faith by a believer. I don't know if you heard me. Things seen, things in heaven and on earth, because that's the name of Jesus. Things seen and unseen, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities, All things were created and exist through him by his service, intervention, and in and for him. And everything in your life responds to the word spoken by faith. The word in your mouth. The situation will just respond to that word. Hallelujah. Every season. You need to have the word of God to see that season changing. If you feel like you've been stagnated for a long time, receive the word. Ask the Lord for the word. He gives people his word in every season. I remember I gave my life to Christ. Of course, I didn't know the word, but that evening he spoke, spoke, five days later, he spoke to me that he'd called me into preaching. And then, in in, uh, the following which I'm now, I was looking for drama. You understand? Dramatic things. You know the one I'm talking about? Oh, I don't know about you. 
drama. I tell, I tell people, this is good drama. The word. Right here. Right here. I'm saying they never before. I think the church in Kenya is full of drama. Huh? I saw another one that, that, that you know, like, like, like me having bought a Prado black in color. And then I make sure that pillar between the, the doors there is removed. And then I make sure this row is not available. And I come driving with it. And I come over here. And I come out. Who cares? It's metal. And then Elder Francis said, Now, mchunga jemengie, hallelujah. <laughs> and then I come out. Baraka za mungu, baba niza. That's drama. That's not the word. Sinners have those things. Hey, we, we need really, uh, is God again a sinner? No, I don't care. I mean, the other, the other day I had, my, my brother-in-law had Land Rover Discovery. I mean, Disco- Land Rover Discovery, what, four, oh, four, six, I'm not sure. Man, I got into that vehicle, I drove it around Mombasa, I thought, man, these are vehicles, what have I been driving? Good <laughs> cool, Lord Jesus, man. I don't feel like, what have I been driving all this time? You want to reverse? The side mirror goes down by itself. I said, man, man, man. Oh, this cool Lord, that vehicle is good. It felt good. You just press the accelerator and just just ready. Man, it felt good. I felt, what have I been driving? Thank God it takes me around. Amen. I'm believing God. But I'm not going to put that as fast in my life. You, you understand that? I'm believing God. For life to be better and better and better. I read the Holy Scriptures. The path of adjustment is a shining light. It shines bright and bright and the perfect day. But I'm not going to put those things before, before, before. That's why, supernaturally, we spent, what was it? Those weeks ago, was three point something million in three days to feed the, the people in Masabit. Huh? Come on now. You think God, God sees that? Just, just we left you all on Monday. By the end of that week, we spent three point something million feeding people. And we are going back. Amen? That's wonderful. Now I have no problem with that Land Rover discovery. You understand that? You bring it to me after the service? You think I'm going to tell you, oh, I'm a humble servant of God. No, no, no. 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 I'll get right in there. You'll hear me going out the outside. They get, boom. I'm, and I'm excited. I'm looking at Tina and say, yeah, it feels better than Toyota. <laughs> but I'm not going to put those things before me. Before the word. The word is life. The word is all that we need. Listen, that word is strong in you. You'll have to worry, you have no worry about the house who's breaking in because he gave it to you anyway. He watches over his, his property. Hallelujah. That word he gave to you, 
He spoke to you. He brought that vehicle to you. You don't have to be worrying what is going to happen. He's stolen or he's not stolen. No, no, no. You just know. God, I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. You brought that gift to me and I know your angels are watching over it. What me? What does that mean? The blessing of the Lord makes rich and has no sorrow with it. In other words, you are peaceful. But if you buy a new... I may not go there. Let me go back to the one. Come over here. Look at this in the, the, the latter part of that. And he himself, the word, existed before what? All things. What does that mean? He comes first. He existed before all things. Don't ever put things before him. You're in trouble right there. Don't ever put things before him. He existed before all things. And in him all things consist, cohere, and held together. So give him his rightful praise. Other versions say preeminence. He's the preeminence. He's the first. Put him first. Seek him first the kingdom and his righteousness. How do you seek it? His way of doing and being right. Follow the word. Pursue the word. Desire the word. Go after the word of God. That gives you strength. Amen. Things are tough. The word. You know, he'll keep you. Look at Hebrews 1, verse 3. God's word is everything. Is everything to him. Listen to this. God's word is everything to him. Therefore, we should take his word as our everything. Because God's, God and his word, I keep saying this, is one. God's word is everything to him. Therefore, we should take his word as our everything. You see that? You see that? God's word is is everything. It's everything to him. That's why when we disobey the word of God, we're already in trouble. Why? Because his word is everything. In other words, there's no deliverance without his word. There's no healing. Listen, church. This gathering is nothing without his word. You can't say like you came to church if you roll and roll and roll and roll and then you go home. We say, well, you went, went to church. Church is not a building. His word is his presence. His word is his life. His word is his spirit. Look at this in Hebrews 1.3. It says, who being the brightness of his glory and express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. Do you know where the power of God resides? It's in his word. He upholds all things by the word of his power. The spirit of God was moving. We found that in Genesis 1. But listen to this. Until the command went of the word, he could do nothing. He's the word. Let me go through this quickly. Because I can say the word, the word, the word. And you say like, so what am I going to do? Let me help you. In some scripture, our attitude towards the, the living word of God. Put for me over there, please, uh, in Isaiah 66. Then I'll, I'll see some few scriptures here before we receive Holy Communion. Isaiah 66, 
Give me the word. Give me the word. You know, to, to, from a pastor, when you come here on Sunday, what do you expect from us? The word. You realize I'm not a, a bodybuilder. <laughs> you realize that? It's the word. Realize I'm not telling you to keep choking. Man, I was watching something about him. It's wonderful. Man, if you are a cousin of that man, tell him I desire to meet with him, okay? Okay? None of you is related to him. <laughs> At least your cousin's cousin's friend. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's so amazing. If, uh, I, I, I admire in, in, his, in his part of what he does. It's, it's amazing. Even though the other day he lost. That guy is my hero. And he does. If you're watching, you know I'm talking about you, so you can reach out to me in that number on the screen. <laughs> Listen to our attitude towards the world. That says the Lord, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that will build me? And where is the place of my rest? You see that? Where is the house that will build me? I'm looking forward to Finally building a wonderful sanctuary over here for the Lord. Wonderful. Wonderful. Some of you will be coming here and you don't want to leave. First, because of the glory of God. And second, because of the atmosphere. And the ambience. And the entry. The entry will be so wonderful. You just enter and say, oh, is this for the church? Yeah, it's for God. But listen, he says this. Where is the house that will build me? And where is the place of my rest? But listen to what I say. For all those things my hand has made. And all those things exist, says the Lord. And all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I look. What does that mean? This one I pay attention to. Look at this. On him who is poor, that's not poverty. That's desiring him, his presence. And listen to this, that's a, a sense of humility. Don't, don't ever mix of humility and poverty. I've heard people say, oh, that is a, he, he came from a humble background. I've seen some arrogant, poor people. You give, you give them a hundred bucks. You, you think you think personally liking money is, is humble? Don't be deceived by the language that they use, that is a humble background. Not so. But listen to this. Uh, on him who's poor and of a contrite spirit, and who does what? Trembles at my word. That's our attitude right there. Reverence. The, we look at the word of God and we see this is God. I encourage you waking up from tomorrow. When you wake up in the morning, give yourself time. I like doing this church as a, as a, as a, as a habit. An example, an example. If I wanted to start reading my, the scriptures at five o'clock, I'm giving an example. I like waking up at 4.30. So that those first 30 minutes, I'm thinking. 
And sometimes I can give myself time it's like to just start thinking before I read the scriptures. I'm about to speak to God. I'm about to read his word. In other words, you are letting your thoughts be towards him. So to speak, you are trembling at his word. So to speak, you are, you are changing your attitude that it may be of reverence. You'll be amazed. The scriptures will make faith. You'll be amazed. You'll hear Rema word of God. Than, than waking up in the morning, you know, just you come out of bed and they just, you wake up. Try even that to your wife. Huh? You go back to the bedroom and say, oh, my dear wife, I love you, I love you, I love you. Try that. She won't be happy. I say, Honey, did you have to wake me up from the sleep, really? Even if it's loving, would you have been so kind, you know, to let me wake up? (laughs) Honey, can't you see that I'm sleeping? Oh, you haven't woken up yet? No, no, honey. Okay, fine. Let me go back. Why why do you do that? I mean, I I laid there. (laughs) <laughs> I went to a dear Boranas, and I love those people. I'm telling you, nowadays I, I just look at those people and just ask them, where do you come from? On and on and on. Uh, and uh, I, I, we were there, and there were about 20 of them, mostly women. And they all say this to me, just the Spirit of God, right inside of me, teach them about the Holy Spirit. It's okay. I thought we were going to stay there for a few minutes. We ended up staying there for two hours. Because I started teaching about the Holy Spirit. They were born again. And then uh, at the end of it, then I gave instruction. Then uh, Now, this is how you get baptized in the Holy Ghost. So easy. I gave the instruction from the Word. Then we start. Then they'll keep quiet. None of them will say anything. Just keep quiet. There was only one woman and the pastor who speak in tongues. And I couldn't tell they needed also to be refreshed. And they'll keep quiet. And then, after some time, you know, they, I say, people, come on, come on, speak in the Holy Ghost. They're speaking the Holy Ghost. They'll keep quiet. And then you'll hear one, maybe after a few seconds, say, ah, ah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm telling you, Eddie, were we not? I'm, I'm, Eddie, yeah, true. He was with me. I'm telling you, verily, verily. Oh, my good Lord. And then you touch and he goes, yeah. And they fall down or something. I thought, man, we're in a big drama here. I said, now, let me tell you something. So I gave instructions to them. And I told them this. Let me tell you something. If I came over here, the way we came, we greeted you, how are you doing and all that. You know, praying in the Holy Ghost ought to be natural and yet supernatural. Because you're speaking to God. You're not speaking to men. You're speaking to God. And you can go, hambre mengestete. What are you doing? I'm speaking to God. I'm speaking to God. I'm not speaking to you. If it was in public, I interpretation different. But I'm speaking to God. It's, a, it's a, your prayer, supernatural prayer language. You don't have to do that. And I told them this. When we came in, you realized we didn't greet you there. We didn't, we didn't do none of those. And they laughed and laughed and laughed. I told them, now. I know you're emotional people, (laughs) 
But I want you, when you go back to the house, just be aware of this and on and on and on. The pastor called me, told me, Pastor, when you went back, even this Saturday, we're having time of prayer. Those people got baptized in the Holy Ghost. When they stopped being emotional uh, and receiving, just receiving the word of God by faith, things changed. And sometimes we are too emotional to receive. Amen? Hallelujah. All right, you have some few minutes? Let me, let me end with this few scriptures. Oh, I said few, but there are several. But you are the one who was singing here, give me the word. I'll hold that against you. Let's go to Matthew 7 to see about prioritizing the word. <clears throat> well, these are some of the days that um, we bought the vehicle going home and I said, you had so much drama. I said, what drama? I was teaching the word. But you had so many stories. I said, but did you, re- did you receive something? Those are some of those days. Matthew 7, 24. <laughs> Let's go to Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, listen to Jesus say this. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine. What sayings was he speaking? The word. And does them. I will liken him to a wise man. Okay, to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall. For it was founded on the rock. Mark those words. Hearing, doing, wise, founded on the rock. Okay. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man. Remember fools? And that's Psalm 107. Who built his house on the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Listen to this. They're in the same meeting Jesus was speaking. Because the common, is it denominator? Or the common trace there, both of those people had. Are you seeing that? Okay, come on, go back to verse 24. Both of them had. In verse 24, he had. They had, they had the sayings of, uh, of Jesus, but did not act on them. Did not act on the word. They had, but did not act on it. So hearing and doing equals to a wise person and equals to building your life upon the rock. That means floods will come, wind will blow, rains will come, but that wind will be still standing. The difference between these two people is not that they heard or didn't hear, is that both of them heard, but the difference was this. One heard, one did not act on God's word. And because did not act on the word, when time of testing and trials came, he failed. So hearing is not enough. Acting on it. Is what brings in results. In other words, there are no trials and testings. 
We can be wonderful, all of us. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah. When the trials come, we know what you're made of. Okay? Now, hearing is wonderful, but doing is a game changer. Let's go to James 1, 21, 25. Quickly, I'm winding up. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and do what? Receive. Do you remember Isaiah 66? Receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. Receive with meekness. Freedom, Manyara, is so good to see you all the way from Isiolo. Rita Nabure is so good to see you all the way from Kisumu. These are church members living in the diaspora of Kenya. <laughs> so good to see you, ladies. Uh, but, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. What equals to that? Being a doer of the word, being a hearer only and not being a doer, what does that mean? Deception comes in. Church, this is serious. That's serious. And, and look what follows next. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, it's like, it's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. I don't know why, but they, they, put, they could have put there a woman. Huh? I could have made more sense. No, I'm not correcting the Holy Ghost. No, forgive me, Lord. For he observes herself, himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Ladies, I do believe you know the hairstyle you have it. You have on your head because of what you saw on the screen. Or on, on the mirror. Come on now. Huh? <laughs> That's why in the salon they put that mirror before you. You don't agree for it to be done without a mirror. You may see some wonders after you are done. <laughs> and, and mostly Kenya business people make mistakes and they're still smiling as if they have not done anything. I, that surprises me. We are so sorry. The thing about sorry for me is you are so sorry. Do something. We are so sorry. We'll do, do your hair for free. They don't say that. Next time, we will do better. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of that has been embedded in our culture. Make mistakes and all that. Good, good restaurants, you know, make a mistake and they, they return. They give you other food. I, I used to, I mean, when I got married, Tina, uh, first years, I used to go, I mean, Tina will check out the menu. You know the way they write them in good restaurants in Italian and all that? I don't know why. We're in Kenya, but they write those things in a language we don't understand. So Tina will pick it up and ask, so what is this? They learn. Why don't you put this instead of this? Are you able to? Yeah, the chef can do that. And then she will custom made her meal. Mr. Know-all... We'll just pick that and say this one, thinking of what he thought was going to be brought, only to be brought and persevere it through. <laughs> I learned from her. I'll ask. 
And I'll say, can you remove this so that you put this other one? Let's see if the chef can do that. I'm telling you, her meals used to be so good. I'm persevering because I went with an attitude of, I know what they are serving. You, you understand that? That's not meekness, anyway. <laughs> Look at this then. Into the perfect glow of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be what? Blessed in what he does. Anyone wanting the blessing of God? Yes. Being a doer of the work. Now let me show you quickly and, and, and wind up with this. I asked the Lord years ago, Lord, I really want to know how can I be a doer of the word? How? Give me practical examples of how I can be a doer of the word. He made it easy for me. Let's go to Deuteronomy 30. And if you've heard and heard it, but you've not been doing it, you've not been having results. Deuteronomy 30, verse 11. Listen to what he says. Take a swig over here. God has given the command, his word, and then he says this. For this commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you. If it was mysterious, you can do it. You see that? Stop saying that God's word is mysterious or God's ways are mysterious. Not so. The word doesn't say that. And, and they say this, no, is it far off? It's not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us that you may hear it and do what? Hear it and do it. Who will go to heaven and bring it to us? I've heard people say, oh, Father, oh, Father. Saisi taki ata utume, nataka kukuona we mwenyewe. I mean, and, and people think like they're being spiritual. He sent his word. He sent his word. And I suddenly, that, uh, the first time I ever heard it, it was so amazing. Suddenly, she was so blessed, and God used us to be a blessing to her in this ministry. And she, she called someone, and she said this, Wakatuhu si kuona mkono wake. Ye mwenyeo alishuka. I thought, man, that is wonderful. Alishuka. But do you know how he does it? He sent his word. But look what follows next. Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us, that you may hear it and do it. Have you noticed that it's not in overseas? Come on now. Come on now. And look at this. Look at this, church. But the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. If you want to be a doer of the word, it must be in those two places. It's in your mouth, say it. It may not be in your heart at the beginning, but the more you say it, the more you're sowing it into your heart. The more you say it, the more it's filling your heart. The more you look at the scriptures and confess and confess, the more it's filling your heart. And what will happen, the more you say it, you do it. You act on it. I like saying this way, in this manner. And God, that's the way he operates. But look at yourself. You are created in the image of God. Your words precede you. Your words precede you. 
An example, if I tell you, tomorrow, on, on Thursday, I want us to meet at where? Where do you like going? Which is your best place? Huh? Come on now. And I haven't done it anyway. Professor Judy, you said what? <laughs> Where do you like going? Okay. Let me say like we're meeting somewhere in town, okay? Which is a blessing town. Huh? Java town, there are so many. Okay, let's say Java, what? Mamangina Street, okay? So say let's meet in Java, Mamangina Street on Thursday at 10 o'clock. Our walls have gone before us. What do we do? Because we, we are doers of our words. On Thursday, we will head towards Java and we con- our words and ourselves converge. God does not do anything before he says it. That's his principle. See all throughout in fact, he says in Amos 3, 7, that he says, I don't do anything except that I have spoken through my prophet. What about the, the, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ was spoken for thousands of years. His words precede his actions. So if you want to be a, an easier person doing the word of God, keep saying it and keep acting on it. That's why when you say 10 o'clock we're meeting Java, don't show up at 11 because you want to be a doer of your word. You, you understand that? It makes it easier for you to, re, to, to know the word, I mean to believe the word of God because you keep your own word. You, you, you understand? You, you can't be an effective person. And where are you? Ruiru. You can't do that. You can't be an effective person if you talk that way. You see, you have a mouth like of a, uh, that person has a mouth like of a snake. Huh? Side by side. No, no. You speak the word. You say what you believe. You, you even apologize and ask for forgiveness if you don't keep your word. You, you see what I'm saying? But being a doer of the word, you must Put the word of God in your mouth. Another scripture for that. I can go several. We'll continue next week. But think about this for, for uh, Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8. What does he say? The, the, let this word, this book of the law, the word of God, shall not depart from your mouth. In other words, speak it. Say it. And then what will happen? But you shall meditate in it for what? For understanding. For understanding, and day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, that is being a doer. For then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. But you have to meditate on it, you have to speak it, you have to act on it. You become a doer of the word, you'll be blessed in all your work. Prioritize the living word of God. It will lead you your destination that God has in store for you. Did you receive something today from the word? It's the living word of God. What is it? Health to all your flesh. Same thing. Deliverance. Same thing. 
Let me finish with this uh, testimony of something that happened to me. I remember, I think it was June, July 1996. The Lord did it, and I had no idea of what he was doing. And he took me to a certain place, and it was at night. And I was all alone. I was hearing his instruction. And he told me this. And my Bible. And he told me this. Look at your Bible. I looked at it. I tried to read. And I could not see anything. Nothing. Really, I could not see. And he told me this. Bind blindness. And I said, and I'm hearing instruction. I said, blindness, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Then I saw two eyes. Two eyes like the way you're looking at me. Came out of my eyes and went right in front of me and they were looking at me. Now, can you imagine two eyes, just nothing, just them looking at you. And he told me, in other words, he didn't have me focus even on those eyes. He told me, look at the word again. I looked at the Bible. And I'm telling you the truth. Was like the, the words were jumping from these pages direct into my heart. All of a sudden, I could see what the Bible says. And then he told me this, cast away that blindness. And I looked at those eyes and I said, I cast you away in the name of Jesus. And those eyes disappeared. And I started looking at the scriptures. You now know why I say blessed. Are my eyes for the see, and my ears for the hear. And I, I, I pray that Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, for the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. Approach the word that way on a daily basis. Now I'm not saying every day you say, I bind you blindness. No, don't do that. He hasn't instructed you. But say, Father, I believe as I open this the Holy Scriptures, of eyes to see, because you said, blessed are my eyes for the see. And my ears for the hear. And that I receive the light of your word. Father, thank you for directing me. Thank you for leading me. Thank you for speaking to my word. I, by faith, tremble at your word. And by faith, I am a partaker of your blessing. And by faith, I'm a doer of the word. And by faith, I have a contrite spirit to receive incorruptible word of God. Holy Spirit of God, please help me. If there is even a deception in my life, every lie that I've believed of the enemy, if there be even a single one, I root it out. Because your word says in Matthew 15, 13, every tree that you, my heavenly Father, has not planted, I uproot it. And I thank you. I thank you for your word. And you start praying in the Holy Ghost. And start reading the Holy Scriptures. Or you'll be surprised. You'll wait for me here after the service. Say, Pastor, what happened? Nowadays, I'm understanding the word than ever before. And you'll enter into the next level of your life. Rise up on your feet, please. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now you know what you can do. You can shout because of the word. You can jump because of the word. You can run because of the word. Are you still glued on the floor? <laughs> now, now after having had that, if you jump around because of the word and shout around because of the word and all those, that's wonderful because you've received the word. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, 
Thank you for your word. I choose to honor your word. I choose to live by the word. Forgive me, Father, for the ways I've treated your word. Lightly esteeming it. But from this day forward, I choose to honor your word. I choose to read your word. I choose to speak the word of God. I choose to be the doer of the word. A doer of the word. Say it, a doer of the word. And not a hearer only. Thank you, Lord, for your help. In Jesus' name.